Clap your hands unto the Lord. Unto the Lord. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, somebody happy to be in the house of God on Sunday night. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, could you take it up a notch or two? Could you make some Holy Ghost noise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen, amen. Look at somebody and tell them it feels good in the house of God. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 10. Numbers chapter 10. I, I really feel like tonight is a night that some of us are going to leave here with a different mindset. And when you come back tomorrow night for prayer meeting, you're coming back a totally different spiritual being. And it's going to be for the better. I say, well, how do you know that? Because the Word of God will challenge us. And if we respond to the challenge, that challenge will then change us. And so I, I really feel this tonight. Uh, tried to preach it a couple Sunday nights ago, but y'all shouted too much. <laughs> hey, not that I'm complaining at all. I love to shout and have a good Holy Ghost time. We're going to do some more of it here tonight. Brother Bradford, I love you. I honor you. And I look up to you. You are a, a man among men. And I appreciate you. He, is, he, he makes me want to be a better preacher. And uh, one thing that it's kind of become a joke between myself and the Bradford family, and it, many of you uh, know what I'm talking about. When Brother Bradford speaks in circles. And so he will say something, and then we'll move on, and he'll come back to it 10 minutes later. And I love that because I do that. And he's the only other person I've ever met that does that. And so I found out, Brother Bradford, I'm not as weird as I thought I was. Because you're normal and you're cool. But um, I'm, I'm trying to be more like Brother Bradford and his wonderful wife. Thank God for the first lady and the wonderful church family has. Amen. And thank God for the saints of God. Hallelujah. Man, it's great to have ministry, but... It wasn't being, I, I'm going to tell y'all, it ain't fun preaching to empty pews. I done figured that out. It, it's, be honest with you, it's kind of weird. Uh, but thank God we're, we're beyond that. We're past that. You ready to have church tonight? Well, three of us are. What about the rest of you? Are you ready to have church tonight? Woo! Numbers chapter 10, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Make thee two trumpets. Everyone say trumpets of silver of the whole piece shalt thou make them that thou mayest use them for the calling of the assembly and for the journeying of the camps. And when they shall blow with them, all the assembly shall assemble themselves to thee at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And if they blow but with one trumpet, then the princes, which are heads of the thousands of Israel, shall gather themselves unto thee. When you blow an alarm, everyone say an alarm. I'll say it like you're preaching it. An alarm. alarm. Hey, there we go. Y'all getting better. Then the camps that lie on the east part shall go forward. I, I mentioned this very briefly the other night, and I almost got in trouble. 
because I almost chased that rabbit, but we, we own him now. He's in trouble. When you blow an alarm the second time, then the camps that lie on the south side shall take their journey. They shall blow an alarm for their journeys. But when the congregation is to be gathered together, ye shall blow, but ye shall not sound an alarm. So let me just take a moment here and point out the fact that God speaks to Moses and differentiates the sound of just blowing a trumpet and the sound of an alarm. I want you to catch that, put it in your pocket, because we're going to need it. You didn't catch it. Catch it, put it in your pocket. We're going to need it later. Look at somebody and tell them, we're going to need that later. So don't lose it. Hallelujah. The sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow with the trumpets, and they shall be to, uh, be to you for an ordinance forever throughout your generations. Now, we're going we're gonna to reverse engineer this, and we're going to start preaching here at verse 9 and work our way backwards. Is that all right? And if you go to war in your land against the enemy that oppresseth you, then ye shall blow an alarm with the trumpets, and ye shall be remembered before the Lord your God. And ye shall, everyone shout, shall, shall be saved from your enemies. I want to preach to us tonight a simple thought, and it's just simply this, sound the alarm. Look at somebody and tell them, sound the alarm. Let's pray together. God, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. Give you glory. Give you honor. There's nobody like you. Jesus, you're so good. We pray, God, right now that your word would be open to us. And as it is open to us, let us respond with the right response. Let us know that you're in this house more than we've ever seen before. Make yourself real right now by doing miracles, signs, and wonders in this house tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Come on, a hand clap of praise. Somebody shout with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and tell them, sit down. God is a God of order. Some of y'all did that a little rougher than you probably should have. I can see right now somebody just got a bitter spirit over that. My God. God is indeed a God of order. He is a God of details. And because he's a God of orders and details, he, he, God doesn't just talk to hear himself talk. That's not how God works. You, you know people, I do too, you've met them, I'm one of them. I can, I can honestly tell you, I, I don't mind talking to people. I, I like to talk to people. I like conversation. And, and, but there's some people that I talk to Dramatic pause here. That, you know, you kind of got to figure out about 15 different ways to say the same thing because you really don't want to talk to them. Mm -hmm. I said it. Some of y'all thinking of names right now. Lord, they might even be on your road. God's not like that. That's not how God works. God doesn't just talk to talk. But when God says something, it has power. When God says something, it has purpose. And so when God's talking, we had best pay attention. 
God is a God of order and he gives orders. It only makes sense that that God gives orders like the general of an army. And that's what God is doing here in the book of Numbers. So in our text, he begins again, we're gonna, we're gonna reverse engineer this and we're gonna go backwards. We're gonna start at verse nine and kind of work backwards tonight. But Numbers chapter 10 and verse nine, he tells us when you go out to fight the enemy that would oppress you in your land. Now that's a reason to shout right there. Say, why is that a reason to shout? Because they're still in the wilderness. It ain't their land yet. They're not living in houses they didn't build. They're not eating from vineyards that they didn't plant. But yet when God sees his people and God sees the lamb, he automatically already has it set in stone that that is your land. I've come to tell somebody on a Sunday night, you don't have to be living in Canaan to act like you're living in Canaan. You don't even have to act like you're completely delivered to shout like you've already been delivered. You don't have to act like you've got all the money in the bank before you start dancing about a God that can bless his people. I've come to tell you tonight, uh, you may not be living in the land, uh, but you get what you act like every now and again. uh, So go ahead uh, and act like you're already in the land. Uh, Somebody that the devil's been boxing your head up, uh, you need to look at the devil and act like you're already victorious. Uh, I feel like I'm losing the battle. Well, start acting like you're winning the battle uh, because God said uh, it's your land. Uh, It already belongs to you. Uh, God's already got your name uh, on the deed. Uh, You can shout about it now. Uh, You can dance up. Don't wait till you move in. Uh, Don't wait till you sign the paperwork. Uh, Honey, Shout now, dance now, it's your land. Hallelujah. It ain't really fair and it ain't fun when you're having to build pyramids in Egypt. I'm doing all the work for somebody else, but what you don't realize is while you're doing that, there's a Canaanite that's building your house. I feel like preaching that for a minute. While you're building pyramids in Egypt, there's a Canaanite that don't even know it, but he's building a house and God's hung reserve over the door. That Canaanite, you you know what you need to do tonight? You need to send the devil your building plans and say, I want me a big house, 6,000 square feet, make it with four bedrooms and three bathrooms, put me a swimming pool in the back. Devil, while you're building, I just want you to know that's my house, building. Uh, While you're having revival uh, out there in the streets, uh, that's not your revival. uh, That's my revival. Uh, While you're building your house, uh, devil, you don't even know you're building my house. Uh, This It's my land. It's my territory. It's my victory. It's my house. It's See, some of y'all are waiting on me to get to the good part. Honey, I'm already to the good part right now. Some of you are waiting on somebody to just call you out and tell you this is for you. If if that's what you've been saying, this is for you. God wants you to know it's not the will of God for you to stand around walking around in circles for the rest of your life. There's a land that God has for you. There's a place of victory that God has for you. There's a place of deliverance that God has for you. Get up uh, and start acting like what God uh, already sees you as. 
when you go into your land, start making noise like it's already yours. God said, when you go out against the enemy that would persecute you in your land, sound the alarm. Now, we're going to get to what sound the alarm really means here in a little bit. But for now, let's just put it this way. You need to make some noise. Well, help me, Jesus. I'm really trying not to let the redneck in me come out right now, but he wants out real bad. Make some noise. Don't come to church on Sunday night all dignified and tell me God's been good to you and then you sit there like a bump on a log and it takes seven songs and they gotta sing the chorus five times before you get up and praise him. Honey, when you know where God brought you from, there's something automatically that's put inside of you that says I got to make some Holy Ghost noise. I got it. I can't be quiet. I can't sit in my pew. I've got to make Make some noise. Hey, I'm telling you, it's not the will of God. You hear me right now. It's not the will of God uh, for you to come to church uh, and not move uh, and not be changed. Uh, You ought to do the Bakersfield bounce or something, honey. Get up, uh, move, uh, get up, uh, shout, uh, get up uh, and make some Holy Ghost noise. I know everybody ain't gonna do it like me, but I said it the other night. I'm gonna say it again. You gotta do something. Why do I need to do something? I'm gonna tell you why. God said when you start making noise and you go out against your enemy when he's in your land, then shall you be remembered before the Lord. Now hold on a second. I thought God was all knowing. Why does a God that knows everything need to be reminded of his people? I mean these are the people of God for crying out loud. Why does God have to have Israel remind him of who they are? It's two parts. First part, you got to understand what remembered actually means. And in order to be remembered, you first have to be dismembered. I feel like preaching. So life has taken you apart. Your family has walked away and broken you into pieces. Your world has been crushed and dismembered you. But when you come to church and the enemy has surrounded you and you start making Holy Ghost noise, God says, I will remember I will remember you. I'll start taking the stuff that your mama said and your daddy said about you when they said you would never be anything and it crushed your spirit and you were dismembered. I'll remember you. I'll start putting you back to together again see that's oh help me Jesus that's why you don't need to wait till everything gets perfect before you start dancing about it oh here comes that redneck again that's oh I want to wait, you know, when when God works the miracle, when God does it, let me tell you something worship was always designed to be a thank you 
But can I tell you that praise was never designed as a response to what God does? You ain't gonna help me preach on Sunday night. Praise was designed to get God's attention just because of who he is. I don't have to have God do anything for me for me to praise him. Because when I start praising, he starts remembering me. He starts seeing every hurt. He starts seeing every pain. And he starts putting me back together again. And honey, can I tell you, you are no match for the devil. Because on your own, you're broken. On your own, you're dismembered. But when you start praising him, when you start making noise, God puts you together. And then you're no match for the devil. You I've come to preach to somebody tonight uh, that the devil convinced you uh, you're going to remain in this state. The devil is a liar. You can be put back together again. Uh, You just got to make some noise. Second part of this. Can I preach this? Y'all got time? Second part of this is when God remembers you in, in the Hebrew, it is the word zakar. And it means to properly mark. When God remembers you, God marks you. When God remembers you, he puts something on you that everybody that sees you knows who you are. When God remembers you and you walk into a land that's yours, But the Canaanites don't know it yet. When you walk up to Jericho, what do they say? Oh, that's the people of God. Help me, Jesus. When you you walk into that job where you're the only one that believes in one God, every demon on that job knows, hey, that's a child of God. When you go to your school and you're the only one that dresses the way you dress and they want to start making fun of you, there's something inside of you that the devil knows. Oh, if I push the wrong buttons, I'm going to release a beast out of them and they're going to start worshiping and they're going to start praising like they ain't never done it before. And when you, my God, when you're properly marked, demons start trembling. When you're marked as an apostolic, fetters are destroyed. Deliver is released, healing is released, miracles are released, breakthrough is released, power is released. See, that's why you can't come. Oh, help me, Jesus. Brother Bradford, if I mess this up, you fix it. Okay, I promise. I'm, 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 I'm in subjection to you, I promise. But that's why you can't come to church on Sunday night and give some, God some little patty Pentecostal praise. Well, we had good church tonight. I'm sick of good church. Boy, aren't we having revival? I'm sick of revival. We've been having revival for 50 years and ain't nothing changed yet. Uh Uh-oh. It got quiet all of a sudden. Just let me tell you something. I ain't scared of when it gets quiet. What we need is transformation. Transformation. 
What we need is the kind of people that'll get so radical about what God is doing. Hey, I, I've been here long enough. Y'all know I'm a word preacher. I believe in the word of God. I stand on the word of God. I'm preaching to you from the word of God tonight. But there's something about the word of God that demands a response in every aspect of your life. That's why you can't come to church and sit there quiet. You gotta open up your mouth and there's got to be something in you that responds to the word of God that says, amen, let it be in my life. You're marking yourself as one of those. When your pastor gets up here, and I know he preaches crazy stuff because the Bible, it, it's, it's full of crazy stuff. I mean, you just march around these walls for seven days. And then the, the seventh day, you, you march seven times. Have you lost your mind? That sounds ignorant. You, you just stretch your rod and watch as the waters are parted. That's crazy. Yeah. You, go wash in the river. Really? You mean to tell me you just made spitballs and put them in my eye sockets and you want me to go wash and then I'm going to get a miracle? That's crazy. I know it's crazy. God works... God works from the crazy point of view sometimes and it don't make any sense and it doesn't feel good and it's uncomfortable but if you're going to go where God has for you to go and you're going to inhabit the land that God has for you to inhabit sometimes you're going to have to step out there and become one of the crazy bunch. Well, I... Listen, you can do it without being, I would do that but then people are going to think I'm weird. Let me tell you something. They already think you're weird. Y'all ain't helping me right now. I wish I had somebody knew what I was talking about. They already think you're weird. They already think you're a part of a cult. They already think you go, I'm not a part of a cult, baby. I've read the back of the book, and I know what I got to do to have victory, so don't mind me if I come to church and dance a little bit. Don't mind me if I make some noise. I'm being, I'm being a part of the people of God. I got to preach. I got to preach. I, I got about 10 pages of notes. I got to skip right now to just get to this. In our text, Moses is commanded. We're going to back, work backwards now. Moses is commanded to construct two trumpets of silver. And they were, they were used to signal the camp. When there was one blast, it signaled the camp to move. And, and there were certain ways that they would blow this trumpet. I'm just a mess with you. You ready? You ain't ready. Somebody tell him you ain't ready. You may think you're ready, but you ain't ready. Watch this. Well, you know, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come to church and I'm I'm gonna that's all I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna go to church. And I'm not gonna be a part of what God's doing. But the Bible says when when Moses was to blow the sound of the trumpet, not the alarm. Hear me. He didn't say well, it's time for you to blow the alarm yet. He said just when you blow the trumpet, that means that the congregation is to get up out of their tents and come to the front of the church. Mind the book? 
and listen to what Moses has to say. Can I tell you that there's going to be some times that Brother Moses is going to be preaching and it's going, it may be Tuesday night Bible study but there's vision being cast because we're fixing to go somewhere and we're not going to stay in the same place we've been. Thank God for the victory we've had, but we're not going to sit around and, and look at all that victory and not have the victory that's in front of us. Uh, come here, Brother Bradford. Uh, and there's going to be some times uh, that Brother Moses is going to be in the pulpit uh, and Moses is going to open up his Bible uh, and Moses is going to start preaching uh, and there's going to be something in you uh, that has to respond to Brother Moses preaching uh, and you're going to have to get up out of your pew and come to the front of the church and say, Moses, give me the vision. Moses, tell me where we're going. Moses, I don't want to be left in the wilderness. Help me get to heaven. I understand there are times that we're to sit and listen I get it I'm a part of that I believe in that but when vision's going forth there's something inside of you that God put inside of you it's something that that responds to the sound of a trumpet coming out of the brother Moses mouth that's why Oh, help me, Jesus. That's why you got to say amen when Brother Moses preaches. That, I, it's just, it's just a, a gesture to get him to preach better. Listen, you can wake that man up at 3 o'clock in the morning, spin him around five times, and he can preach. He don't need your amen to preach. Your amen ain't about helping him. Your amen's about helping you. You know what that means? Let it be so in my life. So when Brother Moses gets up and says, we're going to have the kind of revival that's going to shatter Bakersfield, and you say amen, you're not agging him on to preach. You're saying, God, let that be in my house. Let there be revival in my family. Let there be revival. I want to respond to the sound of the trumpet coming out of Moses' tent. Well, why do we need to do that? Watch. It's progressive. He says, when you finally get that right, then you need to know this, that when you, when you sound the trumpet, then the eastward, we'll just put it like this, they were parked on the east side of the tabernacle. Then they know it's time to move. Blow the trumpet again. And them on the south side knew that it's time to move. Say, why is it important that I come to the front of church when Brother Moses is casting vision? Because if you can't get it when he's casting vision, you're going to be left behind in the wilderness when he tells everybody it's time to move because your ear is not in tune. Your ear has not heard the sound of the trumpet coming over the pulpit. And so you're not going to know when he says move, you're not going to be responsive and And what's going to happen is you're going to wind up staying in the wilderness and everybody else is going to go into the promised land and they're going to live in houses that they didn't build and vineyards that they didn't plant and you're going to be sitting there thinking, my God, now I thought I was a part of the church. You were. But your ear wasn't tuned to the sound of the alarm. It, 
It's not time to blow the alarm yet. It's just time to blow the trumpet. Well, what do they have? They have the same pitch. They have the same frequencies. One of them blown in different, in, in different uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I'll come back to it in a minute. Hallelujah. One of them's blown in a different way than the other one is. They're in the same key. They're in the same pitch. But one of them is just one long blast. That's, that's for you to come to the house of God. And then there's another one that's kind of broken up a little bit. And it's, it's meaning that it's time to march. What, what am I doing? I'm missing it. Yeah, you're missing it because you haven't been listening. And it, I thought it was just Tuesday night. I, ooh, let me back up a little bit. Can I preach? Can I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel like I'm at home, and I don't know if that's good for y'all or bad for y'all. But it's just Monday night prayer meeting. Some of y'all are saying, going ahead, and some of y'all are saying, please don't. It's, it's just Monday night prayer meeting. Mm-mm. The voice is coming across the pulpit. And and it's not as loud as it is on Sunday night. It's not as loud as it is on Tuesday night Bible study, but it's the same frequency. And if you can't respond to that sound, you're not going to know what the sound, because let me just tell you, we're a people of sound. Everything to do with God had to do with sound. So how do I differentiate? Because you're in tune with what God's doing. How do I differentiate the sound of an alarm and the sound of a trumpet? Let me just tell you this. You can't hear the sound of an alarm if you haven't been listening to the sound of a trumpet. Can I preach that in 2022 terms? Understand that they were, they were getting to this place where, where, where they were going into a promised land. And I know that we've had preachers preach it. And, and my opinion, they preached it wrong. But that's just my opinion. And I'm going to tell you why here in just a second. But, but, but they've preached that they were going into Canaan land, the promised land. And that's a type of heaven. I don't believe that. You want to know why? Because there were battles that had to be fought in Canaan. There were giants that had to come down in Canaan. And when we get to heaven, there ain't going to be no walls that got to come down. There ain't going to be no giants to fight. And so we have been missing out for years because we've been looking at Canaan as heaven. And once we get over there, it'll be the lamb that flows with milk and honey. Can I preach to you tonight that that lamb that flows with milk and honey is not reserved for when you get to heaven, but it's a place that God wants you to walk in while you're here in the earth? vineyards you didn't plant. That's not over in the glory land, honey. That's here on the earth. That's a, that's a place of dominion and power that when you pray, God begins to move and the addict is delivered. That me Jesus and so we that's why we pray thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven God let glory land be down here let us live in the land that flows with milk and honey what's that that's that, that's the sound of the preacher said it's time to move well they're just singing a hymn yeah I know but there's a sound I, I, look, I know I'm only 30 years old, but I learned a lot in my young years by watching some of them gray-haired saints. And when the preacher would get in the pulpit, and a certain sound would come across. Nobody else would know what was going on, but you could hear that one sister back towards the back going, Ooh. Y'all know what I'm talking about. 
I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that in jest. I'm telling you, I've, I've learned a lot listening to them old gray-haired saints go, woo. I've learned a lot watching. And you watch and you'll pay attention. And if you get spiritually in tune, it won't be long until you can hear what they hear. It's time to move. You can't stay here where you're at. Listen, can I just be mean for a minute? There's a hundred other churches I could be preaching revival in right now. God did not line this, this man up with this church for this point of time for us to just waste our time and just come to church and have a good revival. That's not why I'm here. And if that's why you're here, then honey, I'm going to keep preaching like this until you get so uncomfortable that you got to start responding. I'm here to see a move of God. And I believe that there's some saints of God here that are here to see a move of God. Pastor's been preaching it. We're going somewhere. We're doing something. I come to tell you tonight, it's time to get off the sidelines and get in the smack middle of what God is doing and respond to the sound of the prophetic word. Word of God. When you start hearing this sound, you start knowing it's time to move. David said it like this in Psalms 89. I don't have time to preach 13, 14. Let me just preach 15. Psalms 89, 15. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. What's he talking about? He's talking about the sound of an alarm. He's talking about the sound that tells us we can't stay where we're at. Then what did he say? They shall walk. Where are we going? We're going towards the place that God's told us to go. What are we doing? We're responding. This is, this is ignorant. We walk by faith and not by sight. Of course it is to your logical thinking. But God has not and will not ever work with what, you're, what you got in mind. Another message for another time, but let me just give you a sneak peek. He works with what you got in hand. If you're waiting for God, use what you got, for God to use what you've got in your mind, then you're going to be sitting there a long time. But if you'll put your hands on something and let God use that, it'll blow your mind what God will do. Because God's kingdom is about movement. God's kingdom is about progression. God's kingdom is about getting from the place we are. Thank God for where we are. Thank God for what we've done. But can I tell you that if we don't move forward and do more, and I know Bishop Frost agrees with me because we had this conversation the other day. If that man doesn't do more than he did when he was here, then that man failed. Oh, Lord Jesus, we done got into something and some of y'all looking at me like a horse looking at a new gate, but it's the truth anyhow. If this generation doesn't go farther and reach more and do more, then why did we hold on to the truths that our forefathers preached to us? Why didn't we just go get us a charismatic church somewhere and let anything go and just have a building and just have a production? I'm not in it for a building and a production. I want to see apostolic revival released in Bakersfield like never before. And we're going to stand on the shoulders of our elders and we're going to do them proud. We thank God for where you got us to. But we're not going to stay here. We're going to take the same message. We're going to take the same. And we're going to march forward. And we will live in the land of milk and honey. I got to hurry. Y'all are hungry. I know. I can tell. This alarm. It's Brother Peyton. It's the shofar. He said, you get you a shofar. And you blow the shofar. In order. It's just a simple word search. It'll teach you. 
that Exodus chapter 19 is the first time that the word shofar or trumpet or alarm is ever used in scripture. And it is at the point in time that Moses is getting ready to receive the tablets from God. He goes up on top of Mount Sinai. And when he gets there, the Bible says that there was lightnings and thunders. If I was in Mississippi, I'd say thunderings. Lightnings and thunderings. And the Bible says that the mountain shook. Because even dirt knows you got to move when God comes down and touches you. I ain't chasing that rabbit. The mountain shook. And then the voice came. And the Bible said it was the voice like many trumpets. And it was the law. And here the law is revealed. The law is given. And, and this is where it gets powerful. You have to understand that when it comes down, I, I was reading something the other day. It's really food for thought. I don't know how, how much I would read into this, but just bear with me for a moment. I was reading a book, and there was some rabbis, and they were arguing. And they said, what is the greatest commandment? And they said, no, there is no greatest commandment. They were all one commandment. So the ten were given at one time. They were spoken at once. And there are, there are people that believe that when it was spoken, it was spoken in 40 different languages at one time. So the law comes down. And it's mass confusion because ten laws are given at once. And there's lightnings and there's thunderings and there's a cloud. Oh my God, I can't make sense of this. But it just so happens, Brother Brock, that when the law was given was the first Pentecost. Go line up the feast. You'll find out I'm right. And so when the law is given, it's literally prophesying. You want to know what the alarm is? You want to know what the sound of an alarm is? The alarm was given in Exodus chapter 19 in the first Pentecost after God's people had left Egypt. And it was a prophecy of a day that was going to come in an upper room when there was 120 and they were all going to be filled with the sound of many languages. And there was going to be a shaking. There was going to be an alarm. People were going to be confused. What's going on here? It's the same picture of Exodus chapter 19. And you want to know what happened? Three 3,000 souls were added into the church that day because some people started sounding an alarm in the streets of their city. What, what happened? Now, I'm not, I know Bakersfield ain't like Jerusalem. You can't just run out in Bakersfield. You get hurt. But what would happen if the night when God's people left and you were on your way to your favorite restaurant, if you just started praying in the Holy Ghost and sounding the alarm Roll down the windows. Now, you ain't got to get loud and travail and all that stuff. But what would happen if the spirit of the alarm started riding through the street? You can't sleep in the middle of the night. I'll tell you what to do. You want, you want to fix your sleeping problem? Get up in the middle of the night and get in your car and just start driving around this city and start praying in the Holy Ghost. I promise you the devil will leave you alone because one thing he don't want is about 500 people in Bakersfield that got the sound of an alarm in their mouth and they start going everywhere they go, sounding an alarm of Pentecost, sounding an alarm of God's people, sounding an alarm of revival. This is the... Well, what, what, what do we do when we hear the alarm? I'll tell you what John did. John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard a voice behind me like as of a trumpet. And you know what it told me? It said, John, come up hither and I will show you some things. You want to walk in the prophetic? You want to see revival like you've never seen before? Then start walking upward and start walking outward with the sound of an alarm in your mouth. Musicians, come, I'm closing. Now, I know. Anybody? 
Anybody else feel what I feel right now? You felt the room go. Y'all felt that? See, I've been doing this a long time, and one thing I learned a long time ago is when the devil walks in, kick him in the mouth as hard as you can and knock every tooth he's got down his throat. You want to know why that happened? In spiritual warfare, the devil seen that there were some people that were starting to get ripped. That's why I've been fighting what I've been fighting. That's why I, I want to I be one of the ones up there at the front in the mosh pit, in the well, shouting and dancing. But the enemy has intimidated me, and I don't want to open up my mouth. Because what if they look at me? Can I just throw this out there? Just about every service I've watched, about 75% of this church is doing something. If you're not, they're already looking at you because you're the oddball by sitting there. I mean, I can see a lot of stuff up here that you can't see down there. And, and what I can see is when somebody's not moving, when the miraculous has happened, it's the devil sitting on your shoulder and telling you, well, you know, you really don't need to do that. Last time you danced, last time you shouted, uh, nothing happened. I've come to tell you tonight that maybe this is the time when you shout tonight, uh, when you open up your mouth tonight, uh, that everything that's been holding you back uh, starts breaking off of you uh, when you sound the alarm. Once they get quiet, that's what's happening here. Push. This is where we are. Come on, man. You ain't big for nothing, are you? What are we going to do? Are we, are we just going to stand there and keep enough pension to just have good church? Come on, man. Put out. Here we go. Push me across this platform. What are we doing? Are we coming to church to play games? Or are you going to? What, what kind of shout did you come with tonight? Did you come with a, I'm just here to hold my ground? I said it the other night, and I'm going to say it again because I'm, I'm telling you right now. This is where we are in Bakersfield. There are so many people that are living for God on defense. You can get mad at me, but guess what? I'm coming back in two weeks, and you're going to have to put up with me again, bless God. You might not want to hear it because it makes you uncomfortable, but your praise is praise on defense. Just enough to get the devil away. Am I doing okay, Brother Rapper? Am I making that big of a mess? He said, I'm doing good. Just enough. Have a little bit of victory. Just so that Brother Bradford don't call me in the office and say, Brother, I'm, I've been concerned. I'm telling you, it's time to get off defense. And make the kind of noise that hell no. Whoa. They're serious tonight. And they're not just serious tonight. They're serious this week. They're serious this month. They're serious this year. They're, something flipped in them. So we come to church and we feel, am, am I by myself or did y'all feel that while ago? You still feel it, don't you? Am I by myself? Lift your hand if you felt it. You know what that was? I know what it was. I've been praying about it all afternoon because I've been knowing what I was preaching all afternoon. Though I, I come tonight with a sure word. That's the strong man of this city. That's that, that's that spirit of darkness that's been trying to hold your family back. That's that depression and anxiety. Oh, there it is, there it is. That anxiety that says if I move, then the devil's gonna hit me. Listen, this is how spiritual warfare goes. You ready? It's this simple. In front of you is a demon. Hit him in the mouth. Guess what? He's gonna get up and he's gonna knock you down. Get up 
hit him in the mouth again. He's probably going to knock you down again. Brother Brock, get up, hit him in the mouth again. And eventually, you're going to punch your way through this thing. And behind that demon is a bigger demon. Hit him in the mouth. Come on, are you tired of being where you are? Are you tired of anxiety? Are you tired of fear? Then I challenge you right now to do what the Bible says. Get up here to the front of the church. Open up your mouth and sound the alarm. We're going to have them play and sing in a minute, but I don't want nothing right now. Let the voice, let your voice, let your alarm. Yeah, there it is, back there in the back already. It's starting to break loose in him. We're going to play and we're going to sing in a minute. Musicians, y'all stand up for a minute. We're going to do this together. Release, release. Yeah, let there be a sound of Pentecost that'll tear down every shackle, that'll tear down every chain. Come on, that's it, Bakersfield. Go. That's it. Go. That's it. Put that demon under your feet. Put that spirit of intimidation under your feet. Put anxiety under your feet. Come on, come on. It's the sound of an alarm. It's the sound of a people that are moving forward. It's the sound of a people that are listening to Brother Moses. It's a sound of a people that are responding to vision. Go, 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 go. That's it. 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 Come on, press, press, press. Come on, if you're a preacher in this church, if Brother Bradford recognizes you as a preacher, I want you on this platform right now. And I want you praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on, brethren. If you're a minister in this church and Brother Bradford recognizes you, I want you on this platform right now. Come on, saints, go, 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 go. Why are we doing this? Because one sound of one alarm was to call the head of the thousands together. One sound wants to bring the preachers together. That's what we're hearing right now. But I'm telling you, there's fixing to be something released in this congregation that's going to shake this city. Bakersfield, you better be ready because there's a release of apostolic people that's getting ready to happen and it's going to shake this lower valley.
bless some of you right now. You've been praying timid prayers. It's time for you to stop praying timid prayers and get bold. Come boldly before the throne. Open up your mouth and pray big prayers. Open up your mouth and release faith. Come on, go. Don't stop, don't stop. Come on, help me, praise team. That's it, pray in the Holy Ghost. We're gonna sing here in a minute. Right now we need to pray. Hey, 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 no Sata. some young men and young ladies that have been intimidated. You're not going to be in, in, intimidated anymore after tonight. Come on, this is going to be a radically different youth group. Step into it. Uh, step into it. Uh, step. Come on, I'm fixing to let you go. We're almost there. We're almost there. Can you press? Uh, come on, can you press for one more minute? Can you give it everything you got for one more minute? Can you pray like you've never prayed for one more minute? Can you lift your voice louder than you have all service for one more minute? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. There's a sound that says come up higher. There's a sound that says don't stay where you are. There's a sound that says John, come up here and I'm gonna show you some stuff. There's a sound that says you're coming out of the wilderness. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Every saint, every robosa, every saint, every usher, every young person, every elderly person, every praise singer, every musician, I challenge you right now to lift your voice in a shout that'll rattle the devil's cage. Come on, is that all you got? Shout, release a sound of victory in this house.
Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. I feel something breaking in this house. I said, I feel something breaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it goes. There it goes. There it goes. You might not see it with your natural eye, but there's a wind of heaven that's blowing across this place. There's a sound of victory that's being released in this house. Now, listen to me. I know this is old-fashioned, but I'm just an old-fashioned country boy. I, this is just what I learned how to do. Growing up, where's my ushers at? I need some ushers to help me. What, what, what door? It'd be that door over there. That's the door facing the, the street, ain't it? Go open that door. I need an usher to help me. Go open that door. I'm telling you, Brother, brother Bradford, I feel something in the Holy Ghost. We're fixing to put the devil on the run. Now, he may need some help back there, but I want you to hold that other door open. And Bakersfield's gets fixing to get an old-fashioned Pentecostal prayer meeting, even though it don't want it. We're fixing to open our voices one more time, and we're going to release that alarm of Pentecost. And I'm telling you that there's angels that are going to be dispatched in this house, and they're going to walk out those doors, and they're going to go up and down the streets of this. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Hear that Bakersfield? That's the sound of a church that's coming to take over. Yes, yeah. Now whatever you feel like doing right now, do it. Respond, respond. If you feel like shouting, shout. If you feel like dancing, dance. If you feel like jumping, jump. Respond to the sound of an alarm. Make it big, make it big, make it, let the high praises of God's people go forth. Let the high praises, let the sound of an alarm be released in Bakersfield. That's the sound that's gonna save the addict. That's the sound that's gonna save the alcoholic. That's the sound that's gonna save the harlot. That's the sound that's gonna save your children. That's the sound. 